Everybody and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. Uh, and I'm... <laughs> oh, my gosh, oh, Michael. Me. Oh, Lord. I've never heard you do that on the pod. <laughs> what an intro. What a, what a rude Randy I am, um, starting off belching on the... As I'm trying to introduce myself. I uh, feel like I'm hosting this with Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> oh my god. Um, take two for me. Um, and I'm your other co-host. My name is uh, Tenant Michael, and I would like to apologize, honestly, from the bottom of my heart to everyone listening um, who may have been offended, or maybe I triggered them by belching into the microphone without warning. Uh, you have my word. It will not happen again. I mean, how did it happen in the first place? What were you, were you just drinking something or? Well, do you really want to know what I think happened? Yes. So, um, before we recorded, I actually drank a mini Perrier grapefruit can, um, carbonated water, obviously. And, uh, what do we all know about carbonated water? Makes you, you know, it's gassy, makes you belch. Wow. Perrier slumming it, huh? Well, not exactly, James. (laughs) Well, it is if you're me, because I only drink the iceberg melted uh, carbonated water. Really? Which is like 15 bucks a bottle. Yeah. To me, Perrier is like, you know, club soda, basically. There must be a lot of... um, Is is business booming in the iceberg uh, water business right now? Because it's all melting. Well, that actually makes it a lot easier than to put it in the bottles. So it actually is. I have a lot of investments in iceberg melted water, and uh, it's actually booming, Michael. It's it's COVID proof. Well, I'm glad you've got your finger in yet another uh, entrepreneurial pie. Hey, James, hearing that word iceberg uh, reminds me of lettuce, and I have to ask, what is your favorite lettuce? If you were if if someone held a gun to your head and asked you. You know, tell me your favorite lettuce right now or I'll blow your brains out. What would it be? First of all, what a freak that man would be. (laughs) Goes around to strangers and uh, I guess he just loves lettuce. I imagine him dressed, you know, maybe he's dressed all in green, I guess. Yeah. Um, Favorite lettuce. Yeah, iceberg's good on a sandwich, but it's sort of shit on its own. I don't like it. I mean, I'm I'm kind of like if I'm going to eat. A salad, it may as well be the best for me because I'm not really enjoying it that much anyway. So I'll just go full spinach. Spinach is good. I do like butter lettuce, though. Uh, it's a nice live lettuce. lettuce. Yeah, it's a thick, meaty lettuce. Yeah. What do you mean it's live? I don't know. That's what it says on the on the packaging. It says it's, it's live because it comes with, like, the roots attached. So I guess you can oh. plant it while you eat it or I don't know. Yeah, we actually um, connected it to a human consciousness. We put a tiny bit of the human brain where the consciousness is, and we put it in the lettuce, and it's actually alive. It's similar to Krang. <laughs> Good oh old boy. Krang. Yeah. Krang, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that, like, if I'm Krang, I would sort of put myself into a sexy robot. I wouldn't have just 
displayed my scrotum-like appearance to everyone all the time. Yeah, he could have covered himself up because he put himself mm. into like a, let's just be honest, a hunk's body. The guy is mm. built like a brick house. But then at least cover yeah. yourself up or wear a jumpsuit yeah. or something, overalls. Yeah. But Krang, he really does look like a scrotum. Do you think on Sundays when Krang is being lazy, he puts himself in just to like a slob's body? <laughs> Do you think that? Like a Peter Griffin robot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, like when he's going to fight the Ninja Turtles, he goes in a strong robot. And then when he's just going to watch TV and drink, he goes in a Peter Griffin kind of thing. Yeah, like the equivalent of just like comfy jogging pants or something. <laughs> Oh boy, we're off to a rollicking start, and uh, I gotta say... Who knew a simple burp would give us five <laughs> minutes of great podcast content? <laughs> we're Canada's number one rude comedy podcast. Yeah, so maybe we should talk about our weeks, Michael. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I go first here? I have something I need to get off my chest. Sure. So, <clears throat> the other day I went to a uh, corner store to buy some bananas and some eggs. And the uh, there was a teen, like 18 or 19, working the counter. And he was on his phone. You know, the uh, Zoomers, they love uh, being on their phones. And as I walked up, he looked at me and he was like, oh, this is so funny. He was watching a video. And he looked up at me and he said, um, do you by any chance know what Rick Rolling is? <laughs> Boy, oh boy. And in that instant, I thought, oh, this man th- believes I am in my like late 70s, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'm not familiar with, uh, you know, uh, internet culture from the 2000s. Like Rick Rowling has been around for like 15 years, I think, isn't it? That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, he's just like laughing at being Rick Rolled on his phone, and then he thought he'd share with a customer? Basically. This Rick Roll? Yeah. And then I got kind of defensive, and I was like, I sort of answered a bit too enthusiastically and i was like oh you mean rick astley never gonna give you up <laughs> and he was like from 1987's yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, that's funny and uh yeah that's good did you see rick i saw like a few years ago foo the foo fighters brought out rick astley to perform with them no yes but i seem to remember it was a bit embarrassing for rick astley because you know, he knows, I'm sure, that it's kind of a joke and it's like he's, you know, it's very cringy and that's why he's sort of yeah. still in the, in the you know, why Rickrolling happens. Can I say a joke? But he was kind of, please. Can I say a joke about this? So. Yeah, I mean, yes. Rick Astley is brought on stage by the Foo Fighters and he's thinking to himself, oh, oh God, Rick. Looks like you're being Rick Grold. Oh, because man. Let me just uh, explain Dave Grohl. Yes, no, Michael, that is that is a good one, leg- legitimately. Yeah. But when Rick Astley was on stage with the Foo Fighters, he was, like, trying to rock in a way. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Like, I think he was sort of trying to fight against this, yeah. you know, I know I had a, you know, good boy image in the 80s, but that was, no, that was back then. I'm a bit of a rocker now. Like, he had that kind of vibe. Like, he was sort of, <laughs> I think they had him, you know, sing along on a couple songs. And it was, it, was it would have been amazing if Rick... Ap- if after they brought him on stage, they were like, that went really well. And then just Rick Astley became a permanent member of the Foo Fighters. And he was just <laughs> always like, he's on all their next albums. And like, and he's that yeah, would be actually writing cool. songs. <laughs> I love that. Oh, Very God. 
Hmm. How was your how my week was or Jeez. How was your week, James? I feel so rude. I, I'm. Uh, let me just be upfront. I'm totally thrown off by that belch. Uh, no, no. Y- yeah, yeah, I can see. I can sense that. Yeah. Um, my week is. Um, it's been not bad. Um, now we mentioned uh, a few weeks ago that uh, you, you, listeners know I'm an entrepreneur. I'm all about business. I'm all about you know making opportunities, making money. And COVID's been a heck of a great time to make money. Uh, you know, some sad things happening as well, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of evening out because the stock market's doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've been I've been trying to like the big pot at the end of the rainbow right now. The big gold mine right now, obviously, is a vaccine. Right. Yeah. Like whoever makes a vaccine for covid is yeah. going to be, you know, the richest guy on the planet or woman. Um, and so there's also going to be a lot of different kinds of vaccines. So I've been trying to work on. Uh, a specific kind of vaccine that I think could be really popular and very cool. Okay. And um, I, I've, you know, I, I pitched to the government my vaccine idea, and da 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 da, the grant money came through. Thank you, Mr. Okay. Trudeau, and your loose pockets. <laughs> well, congratulations. Um, so yeah. I know that you were Yay, thank very. Thank you. Thank you. You kept checking your email every five seconds, refreshing to see if the money had I come know. through. Almost like at the end of the social network, right, where Zuckerberg keeps refreshing his page. Well, I don't remember that scene, and I doubt our <laughs> listeners do either. But yes, I was checking my email all the time, and I got money, baby. So um, yes, uh, I've got a group of guys, and we're going to be working on a vaccine, and we're very excited about it. Um, we we're working on a name for it right now because you got to have a catchy name for your vaccine. Oh, it's so important. Um, yeah. What's yeah? yeah. Uh, so right right now we're 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 leaning toward the name Pecker Power. Okay. Um. Yeah. Right. Um. And uh, the reason we call it Pecker Power is because we're going to be the vaccine that not only cures COVID but also greatly improves. Uh, men's sexual performance and their arousal. So that's our angle on this. You're going to be, if you're a guy, if you're a regular guy, when, when the vaccines start coming out, you're going to be like, okay, so I could get a regular boring vaccine that I get an injection in the arm and all it does is cure COVID. Or I could take a pecker power and my COVID's gone. And all of a sudden I, my sexual performance has improved. So that's why people are going to come to us. So you're doing a bizarre two birds with one stone kind of thing. You, you, (laughs) You honestly think that during this pandemic, when a vaccine is available, some men are going to be like, oh, sure, there's a vaccine. But what if I'm still a flop in the bedroom? I honestly don't think I honestly don't think that any man is going to be thinking that, James. You're getting two for one. Men are always worried about their sexual performance and arousal. It doesn't matter if they're on their deathbed. That's what you care about. And you're giving you're telling me you're it's it's literally a two for one. All right. So basically for, for our vaccine, what we're working with right now is we're kind of using the same active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis, but okay. adding a few little extra spices that we're hoping will also kill COVID. Um, and how's that first going? We, we ha- well, we first tried Pecker Power on animals and it did give them all boners. Okay. Um, but they did all pass away, unfortunately. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear. Um, but, uh, but we have moved on to humans and... Um, <laughs> 
And it's, it's going okay. I mean, uh, again, they're all very aroused. Like, they take the pecker power, and they are absolutely aroused. Uh, but unfortunately, it has so far made the COVID even worse. Um, so well, in our testing trials, we've got, like, all these men who have raging erections, but they're very, very sick. Right. Probably can't um, breathe very well, right? Yep. Hard time breathing. But they're getting a lot of double takes when they walk down the street. I'll tell you that. Well, I guess it's silver lining. Because I mean, they were erect. I'm just shocked that you went to the human trial stage after, you know, just killing animals. But uh, I admit I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. So you're certainly not. And there's a lot of Russian scientists who would really laugh at what you just said, Michael, because this mm. is basically what Russia's doing. They're already pumping out vaccines and they barely tested it. So right. if Russia can do it, we can do it. It's good enough for them. Good enough for us. So, um. Yeah, wish us luck. We got a lot of money riding on Pecker Power, and um, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I, I I think it's I think it's going to be big. I think it's going to be what can finally get me off this podcast, out of your apartment. Yeah. I get all my old money back, and uh, you know, live on an island somewhere. Well, as much as like I a king, like a king. Well, as much as I don't like the idea of this medicine, if it does get you out of my apartment, I'm all for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, before we move on now, now, did you want to talk, you, you had some things you wanted to say about Batman, or do you want to talk about that later? <laughs> yes, I did. I, I feel very strongly about uh, the Batman. I have some very, um... You seem well, very upset, like you were troubled. Yeah, I have some well-considered opinions. Now, you know, I don't want to be a party pooper. A lot of people get the wrong idea about me, think that I think, you know... Uh, superhero movies are silly or for children. That's not true. I don't think they're for people who, uh, you know, who are mentally deficient. I don't think that if you, I'm, I'm not one of those people who says if you like superhero movies, uh, you're stupid and there's something wrong with you and you know you're not fit to participate in society. I'm not one of those people, and you know I'm I'm just as happy as anyone else that there's a new Batman movie coming out. But then I saw the trailer for this new Batman movie okay. with Robert Pattinson, right? From uh, from mm-hmm. London, England. Uh, and it seems that the villain in this new movie is the Riddler, right? And uh, he's not the fun Riddler of old from the Batman show. He's not even as fun as Jim Carrey from that Batman movie. He's a very dark and gritty uh, psychopathic version of the Riddler. And watching this trailer, I thought, oh, geez, I don't like this at all. And I'll tell you why. He paints the riddling community in a terrible light. He paints the puzzles and games community in a terrible light. He paints anyone who enjoys doing a word jumble or a word search or a crossword uh, in a terrible light. And I think it is just sick and, you know, defund Hollywood. If this is the kind of trash they're going to so put I, onto I'm our sorry, screens. You're, you're offended on behalf of the riddling community? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of us and we keep a low profile. You know, it's not, it's not sexy, you know, riddling and doing it certainly isn't mind teasing is not, um, you know, it's not like uh, as popular as basketball or, you know, uh, yeah, stock car so, racing. What? Hang on. So what What does it mean to be part of the riddling community? I mean, well, what exactly do you do? We exist online and in person, and we get together in parks or, you know, under uh, under bridges, and we just, you know, exchange <laughs> riddles. Um, of course, all of this is 
basically moved online now. Um, but yeah, we take riddling seriously, and we are kind-hearted people. We do charity events. We do nice things. We help children in need. We, you know, we do fundraisers for hospitals, and we don't need uh, DC Comics uh, making us look like we're murderers. Thank you very much. So you and some guys get together under a bridge and tell each other riddles. I don't ever I mean, want to feel. Uh, yes. Yes, we do sometimes. Or we used to before Mr. COVID came to town. Um, huh. So it just sucks. It sucks. Imagine if, let me think of what's something you like, like you like clubbing. What if a Batman movie had a villain called like the clubber and he was a guy, you know, at a dance club, <laughs> you know, ordering bottles of vodka. And then he also, oh, he's a psychopath who kills people. That would make you mad. Well, I identify with villains. I think that's cool. If there was a if there was a Batman villain called the Clubber, and <laughs> you know maybe he lived north of Toronto and Vaughn or something like that or Woodbridge, and uh, yeah, and he was at clubs every you know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Yeah, um, maybe he's throwing champagne bottles or he's throwing he he gets a a, a palm a, a handful of cocaine and <laughs> blows it into Batman's <laughs> face to distract him. I think that's cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I guess good luck with your riddling community in this uh, campaign to, you know, go after Batman. I guess That's the campaign is called your life doing. The campaign is called Riddle Us Justice. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. So before we move on, Mike, we should mention to our glorious, beautiful, and sexy Bella. listeners. Oh, bellissima. Yes. Oh, I, all, all our listeners are Bellas to me. Um, we should mention to them that thank you for listening. We love you. And also, we have a Patreon if you're interested. Please make our We're dreams at... come true by going to yeah. patreon.com slash landlord tenant and uh, donating whatever you can. Um, we... And you'll get an extra episode a month if you do. Yeah. Um, those who already do. Thank you. Jesus Christ, thank you. Yeah. And... Um, if you can't do our Patreon, if you could rate and review us, we'd be so grateful. Because apparently that helps. I still don't really understand how, but I guess if you got a lot of reviews, that helps. Five stars, know. if you please. And uh, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Um, I noticed we lost one patron last month. And when I saw that, I got so mad. And I, if I find <laughs> out who left us, I'm going to f- go, no. go crazy. Yeah. I'm just going to say that might not be the best strategy. Like, say this was a girl, like, you're sort of interested in. Mm-hmm. I find, like, getting really angry at them needing a little bit of space uh, doesn't always work the way you want it to. So maybe getting really mad at our, if our patrons... Why uh, don't you love us anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it might not be... Um, Is there another pod? <laughs> uh, right. No, we're po- we're poly with our listeners. They can they can they can have relationships with other pods as long as we can watch. Yeah, exactly. Right? You absolutely can listen to um, Happy Good with Chris Locke, yeah. but you have to let us watch you have sex with him. And or oh, I was just gonna say, you have to send us a picture of yourself listening to it. But you went a little further, so that's okay. Well, no, I'd like to be in the room watching our listeners have sex with Chris Locke. <laughs> So there you go. That's all you need to do. Patreon.com slash Landlord Tenant. Well, is there anything else uh, we wanted to touch on before we took a break and went to our huge guest? Um, let me think. We talked about all sorts of nice things. I'm good. I'm good, too. 
All right. Well, let's take a break. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This week we have a returning guest. He uh, he hasn't been on the show for a little bit, at least since before uh, lockdown. He is a great comedian. He is a television uh, personality occasionally. It's Mr. Tim Gilbert. Hey, Tim. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, Tim. Thanks for coming, man. Thank you so much for having me. How are you guys? Are you guys doing okay? Is everything okay? Well, good enough, you know. Uh, you know, yeah, it's been okay. Things got a little weird. Uh, Mike and I, you know, we're we've been staying in the same apartment, mm. and uh, when the lockdown happened, and we both couldn't leave the apartment, it got it got a little weird. But we 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 socially distanced, you know. Um, yeah. I I took like the living room and the in the bedroom and the kitchen and the balcony, and Mike stayed in the bathroom. Great. For about eight weeks. Yeah. So that kind of worked for us. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Anyways, and Tim, how are you, man? Tim, you look you look. Uh, I was not expecting this look, and our listeners can't see you, but um, let's see if I can describe you. You're wearing a bandana with marijuana leaves. You've As got, everybody should. We should all be wearing bandanas right now, right? you got cool sunglasses, um, and you have a shirt. Is it a a wrestling shirt? No. no. LA Ra- or Oakland Raiders, I guess. And uh, a necklace. It's- mm-hmm. Just well, this is, I just it's, just a little. This is a necklace that I whipped up myself. Actually, that's something that's been really uh, getting me through the last few months. Uh, something that I've really been leaning into is like my crafting and the art, like the little crafts and stuff I like to do. That's really what's got me through. So yeah, this is just a necklace that I whipped up, just with some shells and stuff like that, and I I quite like it. So. I can picture you standing in a mall kiosk or like a flea market, just making a money hand over fist selling those necklaces. Yeah, I would love to. And it all started for me personally (laughs) um, with my fridge magnets. Anybody that knows me knows that uh, I started crafting. I started making fridge magnets. James, I think you might have one. Um, Mike, I'd love to get you a fridge magnet. But it started with fridge magnets, and it was just something I was really, uh, you know, putting a lot of myself and my time and energy into. And then that sort of turned into like keychains, and I was working on the keychains for a little while. And then I started to do like some necklaces and jewelry and stuff. And that's just, uh, oh, sorry. That's really what I have been doing. That's wow. really cool, Tim. I mean, it's neat because like the Tim Gilbert I know. You know, no offense, but it's kind of the corporate Tim Gilbert you see on the internet that you see when when, I'm, when I see you at a comedy show. You know, it's it's I'm seeing your your kind of br- the Tim Gilbert brand, right? The, com- the comedian, high on and it's cocaine. Really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's really cool to see Tim at home. Oh yeah, and yeah, he's rocking the weed the weed leaf bandana. Yeah, he's rocking a lot of necklaces. Yeah, he's rocking shades at home inside. Um. And I love getting to finally see that. It's like a peek behind the curtain of like, okay, so there is Tim Gilbert, the brand, Mm -hmm. and then there's Tim at home, and he rocks. Thank you. I really appreciate it because this this is the real me, you know? Like, it's like the facade is over now. 
we're all it's a yeah. whole new ball game for everybody at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's no more hiding. There's no need to present to wear this mask to present yourself as somebody that you're not. So, you know, at this point, we've all been through this horrible thing together. It's time to just really be be ourselves. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that. Here, here. Hey, Cole. Yeah, we just went through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So you know what? If you want to wear a weed bandana, wear a darn weed bandana. Thank you. Yeah, and, I, and you know, it, it's interesting you say that we just went through a, a pandemic because I don't feel like I went through the pandemic. I don't feel like the pandemic is over. I feel like I'm still in a pandemic. I'm not going to go outside ever again. I don't want to talk to anyone ever again. I don't want people to look at me ever again. God knows I don't want to spend evenings at Comedy Bar listening to made-up stories about Tinder. So, yeah, you know. I really do feel like I'm starting to turn a new page and uh, really let my freak flag fly, if you will. So, so Tim, you just brought up uh, comedy. You know, you in the past have done uh, comedy. Uh, I've noticed online that comedy shows are coming back after about half a year. So I'm getting the sense that maybe you're not you're not as excited as some other comedians to to get back on that stage, get the mic in your hand and tell your stories on stage. I want to want to go back. I really do. I want to want to do that again. But okay. at this point, I just don't. And when I first saw shows started to come back, I thought, hey, I, you know, I was a little upset because I thought, hey, somebody took my idea of booking a show of all the worst comedians because um, that really was the whole first. They really jumped lineups. on it, right? They got yeah. like, it's, isn't it interesting yeah. how the people that are the absolute worst at it are the ones that are dying to get back? Like, we're so desperate for you to share your view of the world with us, please. Not even uh, the like the danger of possibly dying uh, from an no. uncurable disease can prevent some people from getting up on stage and, and doing their jokes. Yeah, I can't like I have already seen a, a lineup with what I consider to be the worst comedian I've ever seen on <laughs> it. And tickets are what twenty bucks a pop right now, and you've got to go through all this rigmarole. Like I can't imagine talking to someone I care about on their deathbed because I gave them coronavirus because I had to go to comedy bar to watch somebody like do the Jim Carrey butt assholio. You know what I mean? Um. It is funny because, you know, stand-ups would kind of be like, you know, you're not a real stand-up unless you've headlined and, you know, been paid for a show in London, Ontario or whatever. And a lot of those people are getting in trouble right now for masturbating in front of everyone so they can (laughs) fuck off. You know, it's often the people that are like, oh, you're not a real comedian if you're if you don't drive me to Richmond Hill to do the (laughs) fucking Legion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm thinking like after COVID, it's going to be like you're not a real comedian if you didn't get COVID and give it to at least one family member while from a show. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and I encourage comedians to go get coronavirus. You know, <laughs> uh, that's the best advice I could give anyone in uh, the entertainment industry right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I uh, certainly don't. I feel like I am not ready to go back. I have no 
true desire right now to go back. It's not like I'm sitting on a bunch of really good material I've been writing over here. You know, so you, like, haven't, so. you haven't been scribbling down ideas about like just observations you've been making uh, over the past six months. No, no. The things I scribble down are like crude, decapitated heads. Like I'm so far gone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I can ever come back from where I am right now. <laughs> And I'm just in the basement. Right. I, I need help. I like, I'm, I feels, you know, I was thinking, I was trying, the other day I had this actual thought. I was like, you know how I feel, how I actually feel right now? Imagine, like, a very rainy day and you look in, like, a dark, dirty stream and you see, like, a dead body drowned face down in the stream. That's how I feel. Like a dead body face <laughs> down drowned in a stream. Right. Well, wow. I mean, you look you look happy and healthy, I'm going to say. Thank but, you. You, you know. guys both look great. Thanks. Yeah, you look good, Tim. I mean, <laughs> you know, I did have a thought the other day that like when whenever there's, you know, whenever th- that day is that we look at the news and they're like, hey, the, the, the vaccine works and coronavirus is basically over. You know, when that day happens, obviously we'll be really happy. But I did think like I do think a part of us or at least me might be in a way almost sad because, you know, you have to do stuff again. Yes. And I'm not ready to. I I don't know if I can go back to that life of, you know, going outside. Um, I feel that way, too. Or like there's a real excuse to not get anything done right now and a pretty legitimate excuse. mm -hmm. But when that's gone, it's going to be kind of sad not to have a reason to not do anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this has been it's too bad the coronavirus hasn't been happening for my entire life so that I would have a reason why I've never accomplished or done anything. You know, it is a little true. Yeah. So I I have been uh, like a lot of people dreading uh, the winter because I like to at least try and like clear my head by going for a walk every day. And in the winter here, it's going to be goddamn hell. But I get the impression, Tim, you maybe you haven't been taking advantage of of the summer weather so will no. that will you notice any difference if you're not able to go outside in the cold weather can i tell you let, let me tell you about the summer weather the one <laughs> the couple the handful of times i have gone outside to try to enjoy the summer weather this summer okay as of a couple days ago, our neighbors are building a privacy wall right at our backyard so that we stop looking at them and so that they don't have to keep <laughs> looking at us. So, like, I went outside a couple of times and now our neighbors are like, go! Like, so, no, I haven't been in, I, I can't, I feel like I can't even go out in my own back fucking yard anymore. And aren't your neighbors. Tim, is this, like, re- recent? Like, yes. Is this. this- Wow. Yeah. No, aren't your neighbors like elderly Portuguese people as well? Are you not anymore? Oh. Not these ones. Not on this side. They've got two little babies. They don't want us looking at. Well, we'll show you who <laughs> looks like babies. Around here. Now, Tim, I don't want to reveal too big a peek behind the curtain here, but I went for a walk and dropped by your backyard not long ago and sat out there with you. Mm-hmm. Is this since then? Yes. It was like oh the God. next it was like the next day that they started building a wall. That's maybe our raunchy convo. Wow. Led to them building a wall. Probably didn't help. Probably didn't help <laughs> the conversation we had in the backyard. 
And, and you, you know, know what? I'm not I'm not even kidding because I was sitting at a table looking toward your neighbors. Oh, my and I God. did sort of see them eyeball us in a way that I thought was. Odd. Well, I wish you like had were, mentioned it so that I could have gone what were you over guys and talked to them about? or something. Mike, trust me, this is not something you want to know about. This is not your wheelhouse, okay? But you know, it's um, I really, I don't know what's going to happen anymore. I don't know what uh, what is going on. I don't know how to do comedy anymore. So I'm just, I'm honestly, I feel like I'm really just kind of taking life one day at a time, right. trying to get by. You know. And so, and what, so what are you doing for fun uh, these days? Are you watching a lot of TV sports? (laughs) What am I doing for fun? Here's what I do for fun. Every morning I wake up at about eight o'clock in the morning. My cat wakes me up at eight o'clock. And what do I do? I smoke a massive one gram cannon by myself. Okay. (laughs) That's at eight o'clock. And then I go back to bed. I usually wake up at about two and that's, and then around two, I'll have another massive one gram cannon all to myself. Okay. And then since like two, I'll find like whatever baseball game is on and I'll start having a few beers or something. And I've also started drinking, <laughs> really drinking tequila a lot during the quarantine. Ooh. Tequila and soda. Ooh, child. That has really become my go to <laughs> thing. I can drink it like. So and then in the afternoon, <laughs> I, I have also become accustomed to having a nap during the middle of the day. So I'll have a nap usually around sometime between four and six and that'll oh, take me you, to seven or eight. You feel a little bit tired at, uh, in the middle afternoon, I guess from, uh, yeah. Yeah. From like two <laughs> massive one gram cannons by myself. And then like, you know, dinner time, we'll have dinner time. And then it's like party time after that. And we have drinks. We'll watch a bit of like the oval or something. And, you know, ha- have you been cooking? A lot of people have, have started, uh, you know, taking up cooking, have really found their groove in the kitchen. Is Are you one of those people? I, I one thing I've noticed is I'm doing the dishes a lot. Okay. I do the dishes okay. every single day now, I've noticed. Tim Gilbert domesticated. It happened. Never thought I'd see it. Get me some but tequila I, I like, and get me some dish soap. You know? Yes. And put it right up where it goes. <laughs> and yeah, it's been fun. Uh, but I don't mind doing the dishes. It's nice to have a little bit of alone time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, no, I'm not really cooking a lot, but I have uh, I'm at least mostly like. um, Like the little ramen new like dollarama actually is a great place for food and stuff you can get four of those packs of ramen for a dollar 25 and that's a pretty good deal so but yeah not really eating yeah it's interesting i'm not eating well but i have gained a lot of weight in quarantine i don't have a scale and i never have but like i can hardly get up the stairs anymore my knees kill me all the time my back hurts and like i'm physically like weak you know like i can't like open jars anymore and i'm like if you can see how wet the inside of my hands are i'm so sweaty i've just truly ballooned up and i don't know what to do i I don't want anybody to look at me ever again i don't want to go outside ever again what am i supposed to do i don't know well tim luckily this is 2020 like we're potting right now Mm -hmm. uh remotely you know, I mean, the future might be that you can just stay at home and do your thing. Right. Yeah. Maybe I maybe that's what I should do. I should start. I could start my own podcast. 
I think people are hungry for new podcasts these days. I would listen. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's not enough. Uh, almost everyone has a podcast now, and they're 99% of them are good, so you have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think I could do a podcast about? <laughs> okay, I got one. You, you, you adopt this look you have right now, this kind of biker look, and maybe it's called, like, Tim Rips You a New One. <laughs> and you just, like, lay into the listener. People, people write you and say, rip me a new one, Tim, and then give you details about themselves, and then you rip into them. Okay, well, I'll put that on the maybe pile. Thank you. That's a good idea. <laughs> now, Tim, you're, um, you're known as being a sports fan, and uh, I know you like football a lot. I can't imagine how crushed you were when you heard that the CFL season is not happening. Uh, so we both would like to express our condolences. Well, thank you. Yeah, I... Uh... I really do. I feel bad for everybody that has to play in the CFL. It really is dangerous and you don't make a lot of money, but I have been able to um, scratch my sports itch pretty consistently during the quarantine and that um, there's an off track betting place underneath the poop cafe on Bloor street. And it has remained open that I go every day and just do off track betting for a couple hours. And if, no, if you've never done it, I cannot recommend it enough. It's all team. I've never done it. What, oh what's it like God. in the off track betting it, place? The first, well, the first time that I even discovered that this was a thing that you could do, it changed my life. You know, it's insane, <laughs> but you go into this place. It's a great spot. There's all these TVs and because there are horse races happening all the world all over the world at all times so you can just bet on horse races and horse racing and, uh, hasn't been affected by the the global pandemic they've done a pretty good job with it because <laughs> it's like you can it's just you on a horse you know what i mean right so mm-hmm. and so you might be go in there at like 7 p.m. on a wednesday or something no, and I'll like I'll go in at like uh, like lunchtime or something i'll go in during the day Stay for a- and maybe there's a race in like Japan or something. Absolutely, yeah. There's races all the time. Have you won any big? And so you just kind of ra- you just kind of randomly like, okay, this next race coming up, I guess I'll pick number four. Yeah, you look at like when it's starting. You know what I mean? Because you're there. So if a race is starting in one minute, you'll bet on it, and you look at the names of the horses and stuff. I haven't won a ton of money, but I have lost a lot of money, and I got <laughs> robbed there once. Wait, but- wait robbed wait, there? Yeah. Was this recently? Yeah, during, yeah, pr- fairly recently. Like, um, oh, sorry to hear. Last week, it's fine. What happened? Just sort of got into a bit of a tiff with like another gentleman there. Um, you know, it <laughs> do wasn't they serve like a alcohol here situation. at the off track? Yes, yeah, okay. they do. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So please paint. Yeah, tell it's us, great. Tell us what happened uh, with this guy. I cannot rec- just you know just I don't know. I have the people. You know, I'm a people person. People people see me, they want to talk to me. So sometimes that goes good. Sometimes it goes, you know, not so good. So I just got into a little bit of a thing with this guy not wearing a mask. Oh. So, um, but oh, he wasn't wearing a mask. Right. So, oh. uh, you know, That's there's, very there's no, it's not a story or anything, just a bit of a, but I cannot recommend check it out. <laughs> it's just on Bloor street by like Clinton's or whatever, you know, and it's near, under, uh, right a, under the poop cafe and the poop cafe is a like Toronto cafe. It's like, I guess in Asia, they have all these like poop themed restaurants and cafes. And we have our very own here in Toronto poop cafe, mm-hmm. which now mostly just sells uh, masks, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I think Mike, they, they're still poop themed masks. I think they make Good. them smell. <laughs> have you smell ever like been into that place? I haven't. You know what I have? And I'll give a shout out to my sister, Kate, 
who listens to every podcast because I went with her and her daughter and her daughter was like three. And I thought it'd be fun to take my niece to the poop cafe. So we go into the poop cafe with with my little niece and like there's a table there. You know, you sit at a table like a normal cafe, but the chairs are toilets for fun. Mm -hmm. But my little niece (laughs) didn't got confused and didn't quite get what this whole thing was was about. So she like kind of looks at us and kind of shrugs and then starts pulling down her pants to literally poo in the chair. Oh, no. And we had to be like, no, 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 no. I believe it. But anyway, it's cool. Definitely check out the poop cafe if you like eating food that makes you think of poo. Yeah, if you like going to a place where everything has a film on it, definitely check out the poop cafe. Like where everything feels like sugar water has been spilled on it. Definitely check it out. And there's only one bathroom, too. So if you like waiting in line with a child for another child to be done in the bathroom, definitely check out the poop cafe. I have a question, Tim, uh, since we're talking about the stretch of Bloor Street in Toronto. For years, pretty much across from the poop cafe was Ontario's last porn theater. Right. And it's been it's been shut down and now it's a rock climbing gym but for years it was like the last porn theater you'd walk by all the time did you ever go in there yes i did go really? yes i did the go in there once. I didn't theater, know that you did. right That's what yes called? i went yeah. in once i was with a group of friends and we were like out drinking one night walking by and i was like let's just look let's just look and see what it's like in here so you go in and there was somebody like right away at a booth i think and i was like hi can I please just look just for one second? <laughs> I just want to poke my head in and see, please. And they're like, okay, only one of you can go. So like you, I went and everybody I was with just waited outside. So I just like got to peek my head into the porno theater. And it was like exactly what you'd think. It was like a porno from the seventies or something. <laughs> and when I kind of even just poke myself into that room, like you can feel it was dark, but you could feel like every, there was probably five men there all alone. And you can feel them all like, <gasps> like turn to you. Like you can feel like, Oh fuck. I've just walked into something here. So I just kind of, and it was very dark, but felt gross and dingy and weird, but I was glad I did it because I really wanted to see in that place. So <laughs> It was great. Wow. My main memories of that, I never went in, but in the in the front of the theater there was a there was always a sign that that said like $1 coffee and donuts or something. <laughs> yeah, they had a snack bar. Like you could That's great. Buy yeah. like glossettes and then watch a asshole movie. <laughs> it may you're losing a lot of electrolytes. It makes sense to have snacks and drinks. I went into the Metropolitan Cinema once for a non-porno Michael. screening of a movie and uh-huh. I don't because it, it had been like that. it had been a real theater like in the 40s or 50s. And so there were murals of like Marilyn Monroe and Humphrey Bogart and like the Marx Brothers still on the wall while like <laughs> like pervert men were like masturbating, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was like a clash of of two different cultures. Talk about <laughs> duck soup, eh? Yeah. Mm hmm. I um I re- I read like a blog to uh you know article uh where the reporter quote unquote um went into the to the uh, theater and like watched a movie just to like say what it's mm-hmm. you know 
what it was like. And I, I, he described pretty much the same as you described him. Um, but he, and, but he said it smelled really strongly of bleach. Mm. Hmm. I don't recall I don't know the if you smell. picked up on that. And then I thought, I guess that's to clean it. Right. You're just like hardcore disinfectant. Yeah. There'd be a, you know, a lot of, um, ejaculate all over the place. Do you think like, I, I'm trying to think, you know, pre-internet, if you were maybe a young guy or really horny, I guess, and you didn't, you know, mm-hmm. there's no sex going on in your life. Like, boy, I don't know how horny you'd have to be to, to go into one of those and, and wank off. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, there was never a time in my life when there was no sex. Uh, oh, yeah. cool. No, not in a good way. But it um, it's like... <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I grew, I was, uh, the internet started right when I was like, what, 12 or 13? So our favorite thing to do Mm. as kids is we'd have like four guys in a room and we'd be like, I'm a girl, have sex with me. And then perverts who could also be groups of kids would be like, I'll have sex with you. And I remember being like, now murder, murder me. And he was like, okay, I'm stopping (laughs) you. So you were Um, a catfisher. Yay. It was fun. That was like, that was Yahoo pool. That was the shit we were doing. In Yahoo pool, you know. And and Tim, you grew up in the small town of Port Stanley, Ontario. That's right, the Western Ontario, Southwestern Ontario, Port Stanley, Ontario. That's where I'm from. <laughs> A cool thing about my hometown was that we had no, um, well, we did have one police officer, and he was morbidly obese. He had to walk with a cane. And then what? when he was gone, there was no police in town. So <laughs> everyone knew that, like, you could do anything, and literally you had 15 minutes to get away. Like, everyone in town knew that. So it was like, you know, it was bananas. So did he have a cane because of his size, or did he, like, did he have, like, had he been injured in the leg earlier in his career? Well, I was probably eight years old the last time I saw him, so I'm not exactly sure why he has a cane. But he was gigantic and like round, and he, you know, he had a cane because he was huge. That was probably why he had a cane. Was it one of those? Seems like a character in a Stephen King novel or something, you know? And like later on, he gets possessed. Scary stuff. Yeah. Would he come in to speak to the class? Like I remember. In school, there'd always be like some like school cop would come in and just like stand there and like just say like, be good kids. And he looked like a real simpleton. Yeah. 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 We had a similar thing, except ours was overweight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It had a cane. (coughs) Uh, Tim. Um, Tim, Mike and I were talking about how, uh, well, we weren't really talking about this, but I was mentioning to Mike. It, uh, you had a job for a while hosting a fantasy sports TV show. Yes, that's true. And it was really good. I used to watch it. It was very funny. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Um, did you have uh, did you enjoy being involved in the fantasy sports world? Yes, I did. But I'll tell you, <laughs> boy, I wish I had have appreciated it more at the time. What a nice thing to have a fun, easy job. Holy cow. (laughs) Now I'm like, whose dick can I suck to shoot me in the head? You know? But yes, that was a very good job. I liked it a lot. I got to travel. I got to go to the States a lot. I got to go to the States a lot just before like the election happened. So Ah. we would see like 
uh-oh, starting to really see a lot of these Trump signs. There's no way, though, right? But then, you know. Did you meet any oh, big athletes or sports personalities? Did you meet Madden? Did you meet... Uh, I met... Uh, somebody that I met was Paul Molitor, who was the MVP of the 1993 World Series. Ah. Molly. Mm-hmm. And I, was he nice? He was very nice. And I, I've always loved Paul Molitor. And I, I had, like, he was yeah. walking past. And I had to take this opportunity. I was like, I'm so sorry, but I love you. Like, you're my favorite player. <laughs> and he was like, you're too young. And I was like, I was born in 84. Like, so that, <laughs> and, you know, that was it. And Joe oh, Maurer cool. said, uh, said, what's up, guys, to us. And he was oh, very cool. handsome. Like, he was like breathtaking to be around Joe Mauer. Wow. wow. Imagine being that good looking and you have uh, like a. $150 million. I'll tell you something. I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be on your podcast if I was good looking and had money. I'd be out. <laughs> Fuck it. <yeah. laughs> when I was in fourth grade, uh, I my family lived in Peterborough, Ontario, and uh, home of the Peterborough Peets uh, mm-hmm. junior or OHL hockey team. And I remember one day, like five Peets came into our classroom, and one of them was a young Ty Domi. And even Ooh, really? even when I was in grade four, I was like, this guy looks like there's something wrong with him. He looks like a, he just like, fro- he was like unfrozen from like the stone age or something. I bet he's really dumb. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Well, yeah, I mean, there if is something wrong seen, with him. They, they, <laughs> they tried Domi as an analyst for a little bit, I think. And if like, he can barely speak. <laughs> I'm not trying, I mean, maybe I feel bad. It's probably because of his fighting all the time, but it, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we're, it's like it's like being a cop. It's like we're not you taking our smartest people and putting them in the <laughs> NHL. Like you don't have to go to be good at school and smart to go be a cop or play hockey. You know, you're right. Yeah, I bet. I bet in Canada. There's a really high percentage of police who like their options were maybe I could make the NHL. Oh, I'm not good enough. I guess I'll be a police officer. Absolutely. I bet that's like 60%. Yeah. <laughs> I can't play hockey. I'm not uh, clever enough to be a nightclub bouncer. So maybe <laughs> I will pursue <laughs> a career. But I mean, I wish I knew, like, if I had known, you know, when I was coming out of high school, like, Tim, if you go to school for eight months, we will give you a gun. And some handcuffs and you can literally do whatever you want for the rest of your life. You can murder anybody. You can do drugs. You can drive drunk. You can drive your car into the White House if you want. But if if you're a cop, you just be like, oh, I I don't want to talk about it. Anyways. Sorry, I know this is a big Blue Lives Matter podcast. We're going to get a lot of emails. Yeah. Did you see there was like a TikTok video that went I can already viral? say no to this. The answer is no. <laughs> and it was a it was a police officer in his truck kind of looking wistfully out the window and sort of wistfully playing with his wedding ring and it was like a sad song playing and then the text on the screen was like why does she cheat? And this is like this police officer just made this video very publicly Grappling with his wife's infidelity. And it's a platform primarily for teenagers. 
and uh, <laughs> right. Yes. He's he's dipping his toes. Don't you feel like the well? Maybe his wife guys, is a teenager. If he's a cop. <laughs> don't you feel? I feel like we're obviously too old for TikTok. But I don't you know, feel like you me? guys are. I feel like uh, it's the boat has passed me. But I think you guys could get well, on TikTok. We are both well, older thanks. than you. Thanks, but Tim. but don't you feel like the first guys? The first inappropriate guys sort of too old for TikTok that are going to get TikTok will be like male comedians who are absurdly too old, like 55. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be like, I guess I should get this. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> there is no not, no level of patheticness that male comedians will not cross. <laughs> we know this now, you know. So, yes. And I'm sure like if I put my fingers on my head, I can tr- like communicate to you silently all the exact comedians that we are both thinking of right now. I, we both know exactly who's going to get TikTok and be like, I'm a silly little goose. <laughs> How are you guys oh, holding up man. during the quarantine? Have you guys had any like major problems or issues? Well, other than our living situation that was a little wacky, um, I have I've developed. Have we had any? I've noticed I have a skin tag in the little in the corner of my mouth on the right side. No, and I'm. I guess I should go to the doctor, but I I've avoided the doctor like a lot of people. But maybe I should do it. What is a skin tag? Hmm. It's uh like I know it's it's just like a bump, right? Yeah. yeah. You can flap it. Yeah. You ever done that thing? There's like, isn't there a home kit to get rid of skin tags or something? Or there's like a thing you can get at the pharmacy that gets rid of them. I I don't. You freeze them. I don't know. I think like you freeze it off with like some kind of uh, liquid ice. I have no Mm -hmm. idea. I don't think I've ever had a skin tag, but if I take off my shirt, which I rarely do, there's like a lot of weird things on me. (laughs) Red. There's like a red ball. Right. I have like a couple of just sort of really red well, little balls. You have, yeah. you're mostly of Irish uh, descent, right, James? Yeah. So that's kind of the uh, par for the course, isn't it? Redness. Uh, right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Bulges. Concentrated <laughs> redness. Mm-hmm. It's a little ball of concentrated Irish juice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised to hear you say that you don't have skin tags, because I think that's typically what the Irish are known for, right? Is being covered in skin tags. Well, I actually, because Mike has Eastern European background, and I think that's where he's getting the skin tags from. Well, 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 hold on a second here. Uh, If we're going to talk about my Eastern European background, we're going to have to talk about my moles. I have uh, have, uh, more than my fair share of moles uh, on my arms, on my back, uh, my neck. My neck is a huge spot for moles, and uh, every- your neck, mm. yeah, your back, <laughs> yeah, full of your moles, moles and your dick. My dad had a big facial mole, but I didn't. Uh, he had it removed when I was like a, a baby, so I only could see it in pictures. Uh, but the story was he had it like he had like some sort of plastic surgery to remove it because one day when he was shaving, he noticed a, a hair growing out of his mole and he, he sort of he pulled it and it it's like a, a magician pulling out handkerchiefs just kept going and going and going he pulled oh out this gigantic pulled out gigantic hair and he got like i think he like barfed because it was so disgusting and then he was like i'm gonna get this removed <laughs> that's 
Fuck. Maybe it's Mike, time. Imagine, imagine <laughs> this. You, the story as you know it is. Oh, my dad had a big mole growth thing on his face yeah. when I was a baby, but he got it removed. I never saw it. Then you go into the library. You're looking through the microfilm. You realize you were that growth. Oh, he had it removed when you were a quote unquote baby. It had it removed and they realized it was alive. So I butted and they let it grow in an incubator. Yeah. And that was you. That's that's fucked up. Like, that's like a David Cronenberg movie. Yeah, this sounds like, like some sci- brain, sci-fi right? kind of stuff to me. My brain just goes there. Right. I have a twisted mind. Hey, so random. Of, I'll think of any. I, no, there's no taboo too great for me. <laughs> like I'll watch the stepmom stuff on you know the internet. Like I, there's just no taboo I won't go to. Tim, you're a movie guy, right? Um, have you seen? the trailer that everyone's talking about for the new Batman movie. Cause I watched I it. I have. Yeah, I have. And I, um, whatever, you know, so, I like, I, I, the penguin, I think I is good. <laughs> I say, let's give the penguin another shot. Sure. You know, and they use a Nirvana song in the trailer. They use something in the way, uh, in the trailer for the new Batman movie, which makes, makes me think that it's like, he's like a grunge Batman. Does that make sense? Like a, yeah. a new grungy kind of <laughs> Batman. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good direction for Batman. And uh, Catwoman is played by uh, Zoe Kravitz, who is Lenny Kravitz's uh, daughter. Mm-hmm. Did you see that, James? Yeah. I actually probably should have watched it, but I didn't. But I like the idea of grunge Batman. Yeah. Who would be a good grunge Batman? Kim Thiel, the <laughs> guitar player from Soundgarden? <laughs> That'd be cool. That would be cool. It's like he's just, his huge beard is like spilling out from under the cowl, and everyone mm-hmm. instantly recognizes, <laughs> like, you are Bruce Wayne, aren't you? And he's like, no. Yeah, because uh, Bruce Wayne is also has that long beard and long hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now you clearly do too, Batman. And uh, uh, he's in he, instead of Gotham, it's in Seattle, and uh, and all of <laughs> Batman's friends are dead from heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe who could Ed, Eddie Vedder could be the Riddler? Yeah. Alfred? Alfred! Eddie Vedder's Alfred! That's so good, Tim. I like Thank it. You. And imagine this a villain, grunge Batman villain, Batman against Jeremy. Oh, the ultimate oh, villain. You have to stop him from the grunge in class, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. I like that. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> would be, be good really to good. see grudge batman i was saying to james before because it's it's lenny kravitz's daughter is catwoman it would be neat if batman and catwoman went like back in time if this was the plot of the movie and their their mission is to stop lenny kravitz's penis from falling out of his pants that time Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that's the best. I think that's the best internet video of all time. Yep. If you haven't seen this, folks, Google this. Lenny Kravitz rocking out at some outdoor festival wearing tight, tight, tight leather pants. Yeah. And during like a wild riff, he crouches or sort of does a squat as he's rocking out. His pants rip his long penis immediately <laughs> flops out of the hole. It's got a ring around it, and then he's kind of still playing, but he's like feels embarrassed. It's crazy. I can't imagine a penis just 
just falling out like that. He has no wearing underwear. That's never happened to you on stage. I mean, I feel James? like um, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll I've sort of t- I toured with the Jackass guys uh, for a couple years, right? Um, doing stunts and shit like that before I got into landlording. I'm glad you didn't get in that car that night, James. That could have been you, man. I thank my lucky stars every day. You didn't get in that car. No, I was closer. I was tighter with Steve-O and uh, the other, you know, uh, Chris Pontius. You know, I wasn't with the other crew. But, you know, we got up to some shit. Tim, has your penis ever fallen out on stage when you're performing? Like maybe at the uh, Winnipeg Comedy Festival or uh, something like that? Well, for some reason, I can't get booked at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. (laughs) Like... I've got a lot of material about banana peels on the ground. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't book me, but uh, I don't think my penis has ever come out on stage. But one time when I was going to school in London, Ontario, I walked all the way to school with my dick out, basically. And I didn't even know. How did that happen? Just the way it was just out. I just didn't have my fly done up and it was cold. And I I, I realized like I had been did, walking for two did, blocks. You, you know, didn't feel the cold? Like, no. Well, I don't have a lot of nerve endings in my penis. So like it's it's it doesn't like it's it takes so much longer for everything. Like I've so heard of rocking out with your cock out, but I've never heard of walking to school. Just your I know. penis out. Tim, were you were you wearing underwear? Um, yeah, but a lot of the time the underwear that I wear just like sort of like comes off because like I can only wear like that gummy edible stuff. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. So a lot of the, like a lot of the time it has sweated off me before I'm even out the door in the morning because that's, I'm ga- yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to say a controversial statement here and you know, I'm like, uh, you guys know I'm big in the sex community. I'm really comfortable with my, uh, mm-hmm body and everything Mm -hmm. but when you think about that lenny kravitz video where his his pants rip and his penis falls out like it unfurls like a like a package from a stork or something like it's just yeah honestly if your pants ripped would your penis even (laughs) be long enough to come out of the hole (laughs) like do you know what i'm saying like i don't know if if my pants ripped like my penis would still probably just hang above the hole am i crazy my whole genitals are fucked right now. I I like <laughs> I can't do anything anymore, and I think I've got shingles on the whole thing. <laughs> My God, you can't do anything anymore, huh? Mm-hmm. Tim, have you been eating at uh, on these patios now uh, that are everywhere uh, since since COVID came to town? No, because I'm not a clown. <laughs> I'm not a brainless Whoa. fucking loser clown. You wow. are begging like someday, someday I'm going to really lose it. And it's going to be me that drives his car into one of those fucking things. You know what I mean? <laughs> they take, I cannot believe they take up an actual lane of the highway. It's so stupid. Like you're going to get hit by a car. Somebody is going to drive into one of those one day, right? It seems like right? it's set up for a psychopath to just like, yeah, uh, slam into people and what what's what is even nice about eating like as cars are like directly going by and just people are walking by you coughing and sneezing i don't know you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do a hard to disagree with both of you oh 
I think it looks great. The city, the streets look so much better with all these, you know, tables along them. It's very European. It's way better. And I've sat on one and I liked it. Oh, yeah. How does spit taste? Because know that anything (laughs) that you ingested is going to be full to the brim of whatever spit the staff can get out of their bodies in time to give to you. Why? Because they hate you. Because they don't want to serve you. They don't want to risk their own health so that you can drink a glass of house red <laughs> on the fucking sunset, James. They just have an extra, like, uh, like staff member on hand just spitting into a jug all shift. That's probably pretty close to what it is. So you think that they hate that they're they hate that they're working right now? I think so. Yes, I have. I always do. Why wouldn't they? Mm-mm. If and if I worked at a restaurant and people were coming to my restaurant, you would be getting blood and excrement in but your you, food. If, if it was your restaurant, you wouldn't have to open it. I guess. Well, if I was a restaurant, yeah, we would only be selling basically like you know, cattle heads boiled down. So yeah, maybe I shouldn't open a restaurant. Yeah, fair enough. Damn. Well, it seems like this, yeah. this whole experience has, has, uh, made you sort of feral, Tim. I've never seen you so wild before and I kind of like it. You're saying the unsayable. This is definitely hot, Tim. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I do feel like, like I'm spiced energy up Energy is... Your your energy is different, and it's a bit scary, but it's also sexy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, I mean, this has been a crazy time for everybody, and honestly, I do not feel like I am doing good. I do not feel like <laughs> things are going well for me, and I honestly don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I don't know what I am eventually going to do, so right now I'm just living and spending my money until it all runs out, and then I guess I'll just die. So, yeah, maybe (laughs) things are a bit different for me now. Maybe I do have a different vibe, but it's because, like, I'm literally a rotting carcass in the sun that just has no other purpose other than to wait to rot. Well, Tim, do you think you'd ever, you know, everybody talks about that since COVID, it's like they want to move out of the city Mm -hmm. because it's got more space. It's definitely cheaper. Yeah. Uh, could you ever see yourself moving out of the city and moving into the woods or something? I have started to think of fantasize about moving out of the city. I because I did mm. sort of realize like, why am I still living in this city? You know what I mean? Um, well, but, it's, yeah. it's kind of like it only justifies like you pay so much for a small space in the city because there's stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But if there's not stuff to do, it's kind of like you're just paying a lot to live in a small place. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, you can't go but sorry, you go, can't go to the TSO right now. You can't go to see uh, Come From Away. You know, those are all the <laughs> the perks of living in a city like Toronto. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Where would you move, Tim? Um, well, honestly, I've been thinking about moving to Halifax. Really? Yeah. But, um, wow. you know, that's, you know, that's a story for another day. But, East Coast. Uh, you know, yeah. I. I would have almost guessed, like, based on your current look, I would have almost guessed, like, Costa Rica or something. <laughs> well, I'm interested in some, you know, I don't, it's like, whatever, you know, it's in God's hands at this point. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. do. Have- I, I don't, I'm not planning on moving, but, like, 
things aren't going good here, so I don't know what I'm going to do, you know? All right, so now it's uh, it's time for uh, a segment. We did this last week for the first time, and it went pretty well. So we're going to do it again. Uh, and the segment is called Draft Folder Disasters, which is a pretty fun name. And the idea is uh, we all go through our Twitter draft folder and read out a tweet we wrote but decided not to tweet out for some reason. Um, so I can go first if you want and read out a tweet from my draft folder. Sure. Uh, does that sound good to you guys? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, all right. Let me, uh, let me find a good one here. Um, okay. Here's one. Here's a, here's the tweet. Okay. Ready? I just, and I cannot stress this enough, shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's great the, I'll give you the, the the explanation of this tweet I was trying to make fun of people who keep saying and I cannot stress this enough but I don't know if I nailed it and that's why I didn't tweet it out you know what I'm talking about though well yeah like you've taken tweet, those people down a peg for sure people who are like uh, yeah. wagging their fingers at people sort of to try and teach a lesson you know this kind of st- yeah you know this kind of style of tweet where it's like why don't you go fuck, and I cannot stress this enough, yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of going after them. It's not a great tweet. That's why I didn't tweet it out. It is a great tweet. I thought it was great. Well, thanks. Uh, who should go next? Um, are we I, just doing one, or what, how do we, what's the rules here? I, oh, do as many as you like. Uh, I well, can do I have, one. Okay, you go, you go, Mike. No, please, Tim, you're the guest. You go, Mike, and then Tim can Tim can do as many as he likes. All right, all right. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So I had a uh, screen grab. It's po- it's a popular thing. People take a screen grab of a funny news story and they put a little comment on it. But I didn't send this one. Uh, the screen grab is from CBC News, and it was actually from earlier today. And it's uh, the headline is. Uh, the Kevin O'Leary boat crash, what we know and what we don't. And it has a picture of Kevin O'Leary in a boat. And I was going to tweet this cause it's the one year anniversary of Kevin O'Leary's uh, fatal boat accident. <laughs> and, uh, the comment I wrote on top of it was can't believe it's already been a year since Canadian boating's darkest day. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't great. tweet it. I didn't tweet it. Why didn't you tweet it, Michael? I guess I thought that. As funny as it is to make fun of Kevin O'Leary, I guess a couple people were uh, killed. <laughs> in the right. accident. So maybe I'll okay, reword it enough. and find a funnier way to uh, to tweet it. Very good. Yeah. Well, that brings us to Tim. Okay, I have um, the reason I ask about. Okay, I have I have a couple here, but they're similar themed. So okay. I chose not I chose not to tweet this out. Okay, so this is number one. Mm-hmm. My weekend plans consist of cooking and eating Baron Trump. <laughs> okay. And when is that like from? That. When is that from? Does it say? Oh, um, I don't think you can. Okay, no, okay. I don't think so. No. And you didn't tweet that. Did not. Okay. Oh, now I'm all like, hold on. Okay. That's number one. Next up. I'm going to straight up cook and eat Baron Trump. 
That's from a different time. <laughs> and finally, the okay. third I chose not to tweet out. I am going to kidnap, cook, and eat Baron Trump. <laughs> so those are three tweets I chose not to tweet out. So you clearly are not part of the uh, that group of people online who are like, hey, he's off topic. He's, a, he's just a kid. It's not cool. Yeah. I'm not... I'm not in that group. I'm in the group that thinks it is cool to make fun of him <laughs> and it is cool to like threaten him. You know, like if I had the chance, I would tear that little piece of shit to shreds with my bare hands. But Are something, you me? something kept you from tweeting it. And I, I'm interested to know what, uh, you know, what restrained you, Tim? Um, like, you know, you've got to think about your family at some point. You know what I mean? You can't right. like keep, sorry, I'm all tangled up in my wires here. I just chill, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, and the truth is I also don't want to like do Twitter anymore. Really? You know, I kind of like, uh, I'm over it, I think. So I don't want, I don't, I'm not going to start keep, even if I got Twitter, like two send threatening messages to celebrities i don't need to continue to do that like i've i've grown out of it believe it or not well you yeah. know some some people in in uh on twitter have gotten in trouble for threatening trump's children and uh mm -hmm. you know it's, it's probably not good because then you get you know the fbi looking into you and uh it can cause all mm -hmm. sorts of problems you know Absolutely. Yeah. You don't, and you know nobody wants that drama but it's yeah. not, doesn't mean it's not true you know what i mean Fair enough. Fair enough. Well said. And I feel like this Baron... Was this was a good segment. Baron can take care of himself. Thank you, yeah. I'm going to say... I, I agree. It's what? A good say segment. that again? I believe Baron, he's, he's a great big man. He's gigantic. He can take care of himself, you know? I he's, doubt I mean, I think, that is true. I literally <laughs> doubt that he can take care of himself. There is no chance in hell that that statement is true. He cannot take Baron care of Baron is going to be like Joffrey from uh, Game of Thrones. I don't, don't know. I don't. Or the, that evil prince. Jafar. Yeah, evil. I think his name was Joffrey. Mm. Uh, you guys don't watch Game of Thrones. Mm. We'll have to check it out. <sighs> well, that, that was fun. That was a very fun segment. I think it's, it's one of our, our finest. Yeah. Um, I like it a lot. I think we should keep doing it. Yeah. Once you get a little theme song, you guys are going to be unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should try to do that, Mike. Let's let's get on that. Let's do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we've uh, we've reached the sad end of this episode. We've uh, we don't want to keep you, Tim, from your afternoon nap and uh, tequila. Uh, and uh, we just like to say thanks for joining us, and it's been good uh, catching up. And Tim is a is a hilarious comedian. If you like this, check out his album. Oh yeah! Please help me. I'm very sick. <laughs> And also his album of music, I believe it's called Tim Sings, right? Tim Sings the Hits, yeah. And what's your comedy album called? Please Help Me, I Am Very Sick. That's right. Yeah. Do you okay. have any plans yeah. to record a new, uh, a new comedy album anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, I don't have plans to do anything anytime soon. All right. I'm so fucked. Like, I, I that's <laughs> the one, like, message that I wanted to, like, get out there in this chit chat today is how <laughs> fucked I am. Like things are really bad for me right now. So no, I do not have plans to record a new comedy album to put on band camp. Michael. Well, I think you succeeded <laughs> in your goal of, of sending out that message. And I'm sure Good, listeners heard, hearing it loud and clear. Good. 
Uh, thanks so much, Tim. You're one of the top, absolutely top landlord tenant uh, guests in the landlord tenant universe, and we love Thank you. Thank you both so much. I love you guys. I'm glad you're doing good. It's my we number you, one Tim. favorite podcast, and I am so glad you guys are happy and healthy and doing okay. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Take care. Bye, Mike. I'm in love with you. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hi, I'm Maddox Campbell, host of Break-A-Wish, the podcast where all your dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic consequences. Each episode, we take a magic wish. Then, my comedian guests and I try to come up with the perfect, balanced cost. We break the wish down from every angle. I think I'd rather, well, would I rather be spit on the piano? <laughs> underwear excluded. I was, I was right. literally about to be like, okay, we haven't talked about underwear. You but haven't talked like about underwear yet. Yeah. Why are your farts visible like a cartoon? I can't answer that That's question. That's of yes. <laughs> yeah. Could you use your weather powers to battle the meteorologists? No. Main part of the boot. Yeah. I'm not looking for anything that might surprise ruin my day. Yeah. Surprise ruin your day. If my day. day's gonna be ruined, I want to know about it. For more information, visit breakawish.ca or thesonarnetwork.com. What would you wish for?